is Calling the Dogs with Chansey and Cheek, and I am in full swing. I don't know if I was in full swing last last time we, we talked, but my God, I am I'm in it now, and I'm I'm feeling great. So uh, it's it's game week, Duke. It's uh, it's it's defending national championship season, and uh, we play football in like 72 hours. That's good math. That's good math. Thanks. Uh, man, um, I just keep on reflecting on how just crazy fast this offseason went by and how just abnormal that is for us. And, and it's a blessing and a curse. We want to – we talk about this, you know, every, every episode that we've recorded since the national championship. But you kind of want to just relish in the fact that we're national champions. Uh, but now, hey, before you know it, season's back around. It's in end of lake season, baby. Let's go. It's dogs time. We we talked about this, you know, in the last episode for the season preview. Uh, we're gonna get into Oregon here here shortly, but we we you and I went back and forth, and I wanted this to be my opening statement, and it's going to be. Uh, we went back and forth on whether or not we should actually record an episode uh, for the preview, or just leave it as is and have the season preview kind of be going into Oregon and whatnot. And then Oregon decided to just go ahead and name Bo Nix the uh, starting quarterback, and I said, "Yep." <laughs> <laughs> we got to do it. We got to do it. I can't not. Like I knew he probably was going to be, but as soon as I saw that, I said, "Yeah, absolutely. We have to talk about that because I, I, I got. It's my last chance to just absolutely crap on the guy. <laughs> so his abilities are just unmatched. He's he's playing loose, man. Have you seen that? You know how it's like a joke. It's like an internet joke. People are like, Bo Nix is loose, man. I wouldn't be surprised. He's a dark horse for a Heisman kind of thing. I don't know if he's maybe I'm just looking at too much stuff on Instagram, but uh. Yeah, Bo Nix, man. He's just the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, I'm, I'm thankful that he started so early at Auburn. I mean, he was the Auburn prodigy that was going to take them. He was going to bring them into into this new decade and, yeah, and just yeah. and be the hero. And, um, my God, if he didn't fizzle. Uh, he, he's definitely in a better situation now than he was. That's, that is uh, – that I feel confident in saying that. But uh, I, I knew – when I saw that, and I was like, "You were literally my first thought." I said, "I said she, is, she is going to be." I mean, there wasn't much question about it. But when it was official, I was like, "This is what he needs to spark the fire to yeah. be like, you know what, football is here, well, <laughs> and it is time." Whenever we went to the national championship, sorry, I'm playing, making sure my mic is good. When we went to the national championship, and your buddy was like we were talking to your buddies before we walked to our seats and whatnot and one of the guys that I have never met before but obviously listens to the podcast, he just looks at me, he's like, Dude, I just love the way you talk about Bo Nix or something like that. And that's just like I'll keep it coming, don't worry. It's one of my favorite pastimes, so Oh man. Hey, we're back, man. This is gonna be it's gonna be great. I just can't wait. Well we're we're here and uh, and we're in I mean, in the top two games of opening weekend uh, this weekend last year we were we were the number one game uh, but we've got Ohio State and Notre Dame which is a pretty pretty premier matchup for for the first game of the season which is pretty awesome to see so there, there's some there's some pretty solid games uh, coming into this first weekend we had week zero last week a little bit of drama congrats to Vanderbilt for uh, having their chance to show out leading I mean, scoring just, offense in in the country right now. Oh my gosh! Just uh, congrats to them. Somebody posted a a, a pharmacist uh, 
that I, I know he, he graduated from Vanderbilt uh, before going to pharmacy school uh, years ago, and he, he posted a picture, and it had Vanderbilt at the top of the SEC East, and yeah. he was just like, yeah. we're, we're, we're there. And uh, obviously a lot of people were, were enjoying that. But uh, but kudos to them, and uh, just already drama starting Scott Frost, uh, blowing it, and, and just really getting the season off. 2022 is just already off with, with a good bang. You know, Man, we, we thought the 2021 season was, was good, and don't get me wrong, that was one of the great – obviously we won the Natty, but – uh, just like top to bottom was a fantastic season of football last year. Uh, but man, whenever you're kicking an onside kick, when you're up by 11 points, that's a pretty damn good way to, to start the season and lo- and also a, to lose your job. <laughs> it's a good strategy for the rest of the country for week zero. It's like, you know what? Let's just, let's throw logic to the wind. It's like, the, have a it's great like those games don't even count. <laughs> <laughs> and, and for Scott Frost, it, uh, it could be the difference between, uh, being employed or unemployed, yeah. So, uh, but but there were there were actually there was actually some good games uh, for week zero compared to what there normally is. But this weekend is going to be great. Uh, it's exciting getting some uh, football t- tomorrow night as of recording, and then just some good football to to get going. And, and man, I, it's like you know what I, I, I'm I'm being the optimist here, but I'm going into this and it's like you know what there's all this drama, there's all these different things happening in college with transfers and NIL, but really. It can't touch the season once the season starts. It's like the season's pretty much going to be the season, and so let's just play football. Let's yep. just let's just do this and let's just let's just play football, which I'm I'm uh, I'm excited about. And, and it's just it, we have all this talk about what will the future of the of the of, of the sport be and how will it look in, in in next year. It's like that doesn't matter. We got a game this weekend, and, and let's just play. And, and and I'm excited about our mentality. I think we're coming into a great opportunity to to show what we're about and uh and this is going to be kirby's big test i mean obviously the largest hurdle he could face is winning it and but now it's going to be okay how do you what what happens post winning a natty and and that's what we're about to find out and and be a part of and so it's exciting and i'm excited that this is how we're going to start the the season and uh, being in atlanta and in a big premier game there's no there's no time to be uh, there's no time to to be get to be slow off the off the snap. It, we're we're going into it full blast and, and yeah. going into the a, a big a premier game, a big premier matchup. So I'm I'm pumped, man. I'm ready to go. Yeah, balls to the wall. Let's go. <laughs> uh, no, it's uh no. You, you you bring up a really good point. I mean, once you're once you're in the season, it's 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 not like these kids have time to really think about all these NIL deals during the middle of the season. I mean, obviously they have classes they got to worry about their their own schedule at all times, you know. And they're they're going to be if they're not in class, they're at practice. If they're not in practice, they're doing homework. If they're not doing homework, then they're probably trying to get a little bit of sleep, uh, you know. And I think that you're right. It's it, it 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 takes their focus and just heightens it. And I'm excited to see how these kids. You know, and, and the thing is, you listen to guys. I mean, Chancey, I don't know if you've seen uh, recently they, they interviewed Nolan and, you know, talked to him about different things and all that. But that guy just continues to impress me with the way that he uh, holds him, him, the standard that he holds himself to, but also the way that he speaks. And he's just very one, super proud to be a, a Georgian and to play for the University of Georgia, but also a guy who's just ultra talented, decided he was going to come back for his senior year. 
and you know could have easily gone on the NFL last year. I'm not saying he would have been an extremely high draft pick, but he might. He's going to set himself, you know, with a good year this year. He's going to set himself in really prime position, and he's also going to get his degree. And 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 the way that he speaks so highly about Coach Smart, and you know, obviously his defensive coaches and all that, just makes me feel so good about where we are as a program. As you know, not just on, on the field stuff, but this guy, this is a high integrity guy that we see, and we get to see his off the field now because. You know, you, you don't get to speak to the media it, when you're younger, you know, and now he's to the point where he, he's probably talking to him every week. So it's really good to see that side from Nolan especially. I love the way that he's matured and, and all that. You know, looking forward to seeing. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'll go ahead and ask you this. I wrote this on our outline, and, and this is, you know, way down the line as far as our, our, our preview goes, but over under one sack for Nolan in the first game. I saw where you put that, and I, yeah. and I was excited to, to, to see that. And Should we save it for later? Or no, no, we're here. Okay, we're here okay. because yeah. I, I want to talk about Nolan because he's he has uh, he, he faced some criticism early on in his career and, and wasn't he, he was expected to show up and just be this guy that, that showed out for his entire career and, and was highly touted coming out of high school. And uh, the, the man has earned his stripes, and last year – performed at a high level and is expected this year to take it to another level and he he is somebody that I, i'm excited about everybody says oh he's, he's he's a little undersized he's not what he needs to be but uh, last year uh he was the first sack of the season and he was the last sack <laughs> of the season and um and and to me he understands where he's at and, and a quick, quick tirade about the whole, the whole thing. My little stump speech here. Nolan, to me, is kind of the epitome of, of where we're at as a program and, and what we're seeing. And we saw this last year with guys like Jordan Davis and Devontae Wyatt and, and these guys coming back. I mean, I think we're going to see more of that where guys are are understanding what their opportunity is by coming back for one more season to have that leadership role. And, and we, we'll have some guys that are kind of face that this season. But uh, but he, he I'm, I'm excited about him. I, I think he's gonna I think he's gonna track your boy Bo down and, and get his and get his sack um, uh, this game. But I, I'm I'm gonna give him two. I'm gonna give him two sacks. So I'm I'm I'm, I'm feeling good about it. And uh, and because I don't think Oregon has faced the, the 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 talent on the from the defensive side of the ball, which we'll talk about in a second. But yeah. uh, I feel like Nolan's going to get his shot and uh, expect a sack early to, to to set the tone, and then uh, expect one in middle second half, kind of start of fourth quarter, where we're okay. we're, okay. we're kind of a late third, late late third, early fourth, where we're just yeah. like you know what at this point. If this is happening at this point, we're kind of we're, we're kind of sealing the deal. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if if Nolan Nolan Smith is sitting on the sidelines by the fourth quarter. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, feeling real good, huh? <laughs> <laughs> we, we gotta get a little drinky poo, you know. What I'm <laughs> oh man, uh, you know, I, I again just think so highly of Nolan the way that he's and and the way that he's just kind of just decided, hey, this is my role. But also, you know what is very telling about Nolan, is, is, and, and we'll we'll move on here in a second, is I the way that he remember that interview that they did before the, it was before the Clemson game when they were interviewing a bunch of those defensive guys last year 
um, before the uh, before the Clemson game in the weight room. Uh, it was just an you know ESPN game day something or whatnot, and they were it had you know Nickobe was there and all these defensive leaders and all that. And Nolan was there, and they asked you know you know how do you know how do you know what you need to do and, and all this stuff and 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 Nolan just says we do whatever that guy tells us to do, and that's Nolan is already a very smart player, a very cerebral guy, knowing that Nakobe Dean is is the guy that you listen to, and all those guys looked at Nakobe, and so obviously that speaks volumes for for Nakobe, but it's also just as Nolan is already a guy who's who's established himself and all that, and, and is a leader himself on that team, just know, knows that you know for the betterment of this defense, I'm going to this is this guy is our captain right here, and now this year. He's going to be a captain. Uh, I mean, I guarantee you, the first game against Oregon, who who who's going to walk out there? So if if you got four captains on this team, this is a good question. If you got four captains on this team that are walking out there for this first game, who do you, who do you think they are? Oof, throwing me a curveball. Well, I think Nolan's a. It's not Nolan's on the outline, I bet. know, but you know, <laughs> I, I thought <laughs> of it and I, I'm putting it out there. I think Nolan's a safe bet, and I think you obviously got to go Stetson. I mean, I think that's pretty uh, probably an, an easy easy bet there. And then uh, I'm trying I'm trying to think who would be the other guys to to step up. Um, a guy like Kenny may may pop up, or Kiera, somebody like that that might an Maybe. older guy that might might pop up into that spot. But your, your easy ones that that step out or that stand out. Um, Van Pran may be, be one of those guys. You, 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 I'm not I'm not real sure, but that's those are some names that kind of pop up in my head. I'm going to go with Nolan Stetson, War McClendon, and Jalen are my four. I think that's, that's not a, that's not a, that's a, that's, a, that's a good that's a good good spread there. You got you got two offensive guys, two defensive guys. Jalen's the I think Jalen's the one that I'm I'm most unsure of just because he's such a soft spoken dude who's just vicious on the football field. Uh, but he's a soft, well, and Kirby know. Kirby has has been speaking very highly of 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 how he has practiced over the off season, and he has talked about how much he has stepped his game up from like into not like just a leader, leadership standpoint, kind of into a leadership role, but very much a very much of how he's going about practice. So how he's approaching, how he approached camp and, and all that. And Kirby doesn't, and this might be a sign, a sign of changing with Kirby, but he usually doesn't talk very positive about guys in camp. I mean, yeah. it's all very, yeah. it's usually all very baseline. Everybody's like very standard, but for some, for whatever reason, and this might be a change in him, he seemed to be, singing a different tune when it came to uh, speaking about particular guys at camp, going into a little more depth, and that might have just been me, but I felt like that was the, the case, and, and he spoke he spoke pretty highly of Jalen and how he was approaching camp. He didn't really talk about the specifics of, of what he was doing on the field, but yeah, um, he, he could be – I mean, I, I could easily see him being a guy, um, like you say, not a very vocal guy, but, but could – but just from a pure, like, Setting the tone. (laughs) If you're talking about the guy that's going to set the tone, it is Jalen Carter. (laughs) Well, you know, I'm I'm really glad you said that because it it is interesting because the guy has obviously been I think for a couple years now has been considered if not one of the if not the best player on our defense that is full of five stars and four stars and guys that crap we went sent like what nine ten guys from our defense last year um, to the NFL. But I mean, how many times have you ever seen an interview interview with that guy? 
I've never really. I mean, I've heard him talk. I, I think I've watched a few interviews when he was a recruit, but I don't recall watching an interview of him. You know, with the you know at, at Georgia uh, in the current media. Um, but no, Jalen is Jalen's one of those guys. I'm glad you said that because I, I'm looking forward to him taking a bigger leadership role. But I mean, the bottom line is the guy is a defensive tackle. He doesn't necessarily have to be that guy. We need we need these younger guys that are in that ins- that linebacker position. That inside linebacker posi- position is meant to be your captain, your your field general, if you will, uh, and on the defensive side of the ball. But I will say I, I'm actually gonna and and I know we we need to move on here, but I'm actually gonna sub out Jalen for Chris Smith. I think it's gonna be Nolan Stetson, Chris Smith. McClendon. That's that's my and if it's not four, whatever, so be it. But those are my four. If we got guys, that's a good. That, uh, I, I will accept the transfer. That feels that feels that feels right. Now we will yeah. we will proceed then. Yeah. With with that, but uh, but no, great question. Chi coming out the gate with just good questions here you know, already. It's it must it must be the bourbon. Um, well, let's <laughs> hell, let's button. let's run through. We had some crazy. Uh, injury news this week that didn't yeah, end up being it didn't end up being injury news just so everybody knows and i mean i'm sure anybody listening to this has already knows about this but eric gilbert um he was in a car wreck on it was it was on lumpkin and baxter so basically like the busiest intersection in at the university of georgia on campus um i don't know i, I don't know if he was turning right and i have to think he was probably turning right and didn't see a car coming and got you know, smacked on that front left side, but he's driving a Mercedes Benz, you know, probably got a little NIL money driving the Mercedes and apparently the car is total, but he is completely okay. So first and foremost, obviously his health is, is the most important thing. Um, so it, you know, it's really good to hear that he's, he's fine. Apparently he was at practice. Yeah, I was about to say, he, I think he was, he was practicing the next day. And so, uh, obviously from a health perspective that's what we that's what we want to hear that he's he was able to go back on the football field within 24 hours so mm-hmm. that's a that's a big deal but like his car was totaled it wasn't like it was like a you know got a got a fender bender i mean dude dude got smacked so really German good to hear yeah you know i should have bought american <laughs> made uh and so that's all anyway <laughs> anyway anyway uh but the uh Second second injury news, um, Kendall Milton is apparently he, he had a little bit of a, a hamstring situ- situation. Um, he was able to – he missed, I think, the second scrimmage, and he was able to come back, and, and apparently he's full go for Saturday, which is actually huge because um, I don't know if we talked about this for the, in the season preview, but uh, maybe may have been the week after. But Andrew Paul, who was this promising true freshman um, running back um, – who apparently was getting rave reviews, he tore his ACL, so he was out. So we're down to four scholarship running backs. Everybody seems to think that that's, like, an alarming number, but, I mean, we've got, <laughs> like, Kendall Milton is obviously a stud. We know kind of what he can do. I guess he's somewhat unproven just because we haven't seen – he was nicked up all last year, and so we haven't seen a, a ton of him, but he's obviously a very good running back. Uh, and then you got Kenny – my 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 guy, my guy Kenny, um, and then you got Dajan, who is obviously, I think everybody loves him whenever he hits the field. He just is the always you know so far back in the pecking order, and then you got and then you got Branson, who's this like Nick Chubb looking dude from Mississippi who 
Lord knows what he's going to be capable of doing. So I think we'll be fine. I mean, it's you could probably stick Brock Bowers back there in the backfield. He'd probably be okay. You know, I'm yeah, not, yeah. I'm not worried uh, about running back. Yeah, obviously we want Paul to be in there, but uh, people are talking about an alarming number. It's that just shows how spoiled we are. I don't know if we remember just like just not not too long ago when we were just like. <laughs> It was a very different situation. Wait, hold on. Let me let me just go back in your you know in your memory memory here. Do you recall in the middle of the 2013 season? I knew uh, this is where you were headed. The 2013 season when we had JJ Green and Brendan Douglas as our two premier backs because because you know that was whenever. Wait, was that whenever Gurley went? Yeah, 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 it was 2013 because that was whenever that was the LSU game. He got hurt in that game. He was out for a little bit. Keith Marshall tears his ACL. And we had J.J. Green and Brendan Douglas as our, our two guys. And we didn't, we couldn't run the ball worth a damn. <laughs> <laughs> so Aaron Murray started racking up all those yards, um, throwing the ball because we didn't have an option. Uh, yeah, I mean, and then we go pretty much on a tear after that when you have. Next season is just is Chubb, Sony, Gurley, and then pretty much from there we have a stable every season, yeah. Yeah. And, and 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 so a lot of these young kids these days they they're just they're worried about all this stuff and it's like you know we we've gone the last eight years with a, a phenomenal <laughs> probably I mean you can't argue we've had the best tailback room for the last decade. I mean, if yeah. you, if you if you really look at it, it's just just sheer volume. Yeah. <laughs> if uh-huh. you just look at how many people we have running the ball, I mean, at one point we had, let's see, we had Chubb, Sony, Swift, and Elijah Holyfield. I mean, just just stupid, stupid <laughs> stuff. I mean, just absolutely ridiculous. Well, I mean, at one point we had Todd Gurley, Nick Chubb, and Sony Michelle. Yeah, I mean, for just, one year. Just, just, just everybody, just just take that into consideration. I feel good about this this running back team. I, I feel like uh, with Kendall kind of in full swing, we, we truly have. He, he was buried in the depth chart his freshman year, so he really didn't get to play much, and then got nicked up. And um, I think his his big thing is going to be his his health. But from a running back perspective, we're we're good. I mean, we're we're going to be we're going to be fine. Yeah, I'm 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 not worried about running back whatsoever. So. It, it's just funny. You're right. I mean, we just have been so spoiled at that position. So uh, I just figured I'd bring that up. Um, yeah, and then other than that, injury-wise, we Tyke Smith apparently is probable, but I don't think he's getting. Much, I don't think he's gotten much reps at all in this in this uh, summer camp. So he's probably two or three games down the road uh, going to be able to come in. Uh, it's just kind of with that guy. Obviously, we know how talented he is. I just it's taken him a long time to recover, and I mean he might end up. It might be a situation where he ends up having to be a guy for us next year. I don't know, and I, I'm hoping he could be a contributor this year for sure. Uh, but and and I hope the best for the guy. It's just kind of this is a sucky situation. Obviously, you know coming out of a COVID year, then you know right before the season starts, you get hurt. You're out for the whole year last year, so. Um, Hoping the best for Tyke, and obviously a very, very talented guy. Uh, Chancey, I wrote this in there uh, about the dogs in the NFL. Uh, we don't have to. We don't really have to go too far into that. I know we're kind of we're already 25 minutes in. Um, but we had obviously 
great numbers of guys that are uh, that made teams this year. I saw Malik Malik Herring was one guy that I saw made a team. What where, where was he at? He, yeah, he made the Chiefs. He made the Chiefs roster, fifth three man roster. So as a you know, he came into his rookie season with the he tore his ACL right right before like in camp. I or think something. so. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Um, and so happy to see him be successful in that. And so, um, man, we got guys all over the league. Obviously, you got your your na- your mainstays, your Matthew Stafford's, your Nick Chubbs, and all that. But you got guys that made made teams. I think every every guy that got drafted last year, I think maybe with the exception of one or two. Uh, made teams. I think every. I think actually everybody that actually got drafted, not not counting free. Uh, really good to see. Obviously the dogs. John Fitzpatrick was a guy who was a. You know he's a Falcon now. So I mean he's a guy that was a big big time. Uh, you know that was a big surprise. So happy to see that. Obviously for for guys like like me and 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 and, and I, you might be a little bit more into it than I am. But you know when I watch the NFL, I'm pretty much watching to see what the dogs do. <laughs> you know. That's what it, that's what it ends up being by the end of the season. It's yeah. just it is where, where where are the dogs at and, and how they how are they doing? Uh, but you're pretty much looking across the entire league. You kind of go down this list and it's pretty much everywhere. Dogs are all over the place, and so it's just it's awesome to see. Kirby's got that the hall of uh, of, of of NFL guys. So any recruit that comes in, it's like oh wow, we are literally everywhere. <laughs> if you want to go to the NFL, this is a great place to, to be in college. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a pretty pretty great strategy that they've got going. One one thing that I thought was awesome was that Lawrence Cager moved to tight end. Did you see that? And apparently, in one of the preseason games, which I mean, look, preseason means nothing. I mean, I couldn't believe the other day. And 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 I know I'm probably in the minority, like in terms of like markets and all that. But the other day, I was watching that Nebraska Northwestern game, and in the middle of the second half, they swap it over to the to the Falcons preseason game. And like, I'm sorry, but this is like this, one of these is an exhibition, and one of these is an actual football game that's being played. And I don't care. I mean, I know they know. They know they're going to get more viewers, and I get it, but it's still just. (laughs) (laughs) And now you know how Chief feels. Yeah, that's how I feel. (laughs) I mean, like, normally I wouldn't have watched that, but, like, man, the game was actually getting good, and all of a sudden it was like, we flip it over to the Falcons, bro. (laughs) I was like, golly, come on, man. Well, Chansey, uh, I know we're we're trying to get off the rails as much as we can here. It's probably all my fault. but uh, let's. You want to hop into um, Oregon Oregon preview and, and see what we got to say here. Yeah, we're we're playing the Oregon Ducks. Uh, kind of a kind of a weird a weird thought to have. Uh, it, it's kind of like the stars aligned on this one because we've we mentioned a little bit about it last week. But uh, there's there's a ton of storylines that kind of fall into this game, and, and the the headliner being that Dan Lanning obviously. Uh, was our defensive coordinator last year on our national championship team and has gone to his first head coaching gig at a I mean at a premier school I mean Oregon is uh is one of those is one of those names that has been made over the last 10 15 years that is uh, somebody that as we were in college and, and, and kind of growing up Oregon was kind of coming on the map and uh, was the the big Nike team and all this kind of stuff and so really 
especially after uh, USC and UCLA leave the the Pac-12, it's Oregon's kind of one of those teams. They're 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 kind of one of those powerhouses that are kind of left in limbo right now. Where are they going to go? Are they going to yeah. stay and try yeah. to salvage this, or are they going to go to one of these super conferences forming? But obviously, in the short term, Dan Lanning is trying to prove uh, he's trying to prove a point this season to get this team into one of those conversations about what conference do they need to be in and so it's it's that there the more i have thought about it the more i have realized oregon has much more on the like it was kind of one of my thoughts of like oregon doesn't have much to lose well the more i'm thinking about this there there's a lot resting on this there's that they've got quite a bit that's actually on their shoulders coming into this game which makes the weight of this very much i mean pack you're, you're kind of looking at you got the Ohio State and Notre Dame game, and that's two uh, old powerhouses going at it. But you kind of have Oregon, who is this Pac-12 team that's trying to prove their worth in the future of college football, going against the defending national champion, which yeah still feels good to say. And it's kind of what are they? Can they hang? Can they hang and and actually be in the conversation of? Because last year they beat Ohio State, that was their big thing. But then they got. They're, <laughs> they got their tail waxed uh, by Utah twice uh, within just a few weeks of each other. So uh, there's a lot riding on this. So it, it's it's an interesting it, – the, the closer and closer – I mean, we talked about whenever this happened, I mean, we were excited that we're getting to play at Oregon. I mean, it's, it's a big-name big name program. It should be fun. But then there, a lot is kind of riding on this – I mean, not riding on this game, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff – around this game that kind of makes this a little little more interesting than we had anticipated. Yeah, no, there definitely is there's there's more storylines than, than we anticipated going into this thing. It's it, it feels like it's a different vibe to this game because I remember whenever we were I mean, this is years ago. This is when we were it was at least a decade ago whenever we were starting to get this Oregon. And you know, I think at some point we actually had a and I, I think I mentioned this last time, but I think we had a home and home with Oregon scheduled in the 2020s at, at some point about a decade ago or so. And and obviously that morphed into, all right, we're going to have the Chick-fil-A kickoff game, which means, oh, sorry, Oregon, you're going to have to come all the way to Atlanta <laughs> to, to play this football game. It's going to feel like you're playing it. And, it's, and, and that's another thing to bring up. It's These kids are going to feel like they're playing at noon. Their bodies are going to think they're playing at 1230, not 3, not 330. Is that right? West yeah, Coast, yeah, three three hour yeah. difference, um, and so you know that's actually something I I just thought of. I mean, there it's just it's it's like you know some of these kids that go and play on the West Coast, you know, and they're they're East Coast guys. I mean, it's like oh gosh, it's so late, you know. And so I'm um these this Oregon game is it's different because there's no more Chip Kelly. You know, this isn't. There's no more DeAnthony Thomases on this team. I mean, we grew up in high school. I remember Dennis Dixon was the guy at Oregon, and one of the greatest NCAA football video game <laughs> players of all time. <laughs> Every time I think of Dennis Dixon, I'm like, man, that guy won me chips. <laughs> but, but the um, the thing is, this is a different team, and it's the same, a similar mindset. I think they still want to be that that quick fidgety uh you know kind of gimmicky offense spread offense um you know running a lot of screens running a lot of just go routes you know just i'm going to use my speed and i'm going to kill you with it kind of thing 
And they still want to do that, but it's not a Chip Kelly offense. This is not the same guy that we saw there, you know, when, whenever you and I were in college. And so I'm this Oregon team, I don't really know what to be scared of about it. Um, they still recruit really well in California. Without California, the Pac-12 would be non-existent. I mean, that they, they would be demoted to, to FCS football, you know, kind of thing. And I think that what we see with Oregon right now is going to depend heavily on what their defense actually looks like this year because they had some guys like Justin Flo, who is a highly regarded, you know, inside linebacker. Uh, I mean, he's, he's literally like an internet, like, meme of him, like, with his – eight pack abs and all this stuff and you know Justin Flo is a guy who's he's one man you know it's and 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 the thing is they got these big names like Justin Flo uh 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 not Panay Noah Sewell uh excuse me uh another linebacker and then they get some other pretty solid defensive tackles but these they got a few big names on this defense but it's like Every time I hear, I've, I've listened to a few analysts and I listen to a few podcasts, and I and every every time they talk about this defense, it's like it basically sounds like. But it, will it be better than Georgia's defense that lost half of their defense to the NFL last year, but still has some guys, you know? <laughs> and so that's that's really the big question to me, Chancey, is is like what. You know, is there defense? I think I think the biggest things in the in this game are going to be what running game is going to be better. I think it's a very clear answer, and and then what defense is going to to be able to shut down the running game on the opposite side of the field. And so it's like, all right, well, you're stacking up against their our offensive line against their front front seven, and then also let's compare our running backs to their running backs. It it feels. There's a reason that this is a seven point, 17 point spread here, which we haven't even brought up yet. Uh, that's well, sorry, that's my opening preview statement. There. <laughs> well, I'm surprised that I'm going to talk about Bo Nix before you are. When we Damn get it. to this, this second, <laughs> you missed your chance, dude. Uh, we've seen what we can what we can do whenever we stop the run and make you use Bo Nix to try to win you a football game. And that is what we have the opportunity to do here. And I, th- I think one of the the perks of, of you kind of look at Oregon and Dan is coming into a brand new pro- and, and the thing was, is it wasn't, you're not losing your coach because of how horrible your team was. Mario Cristobal gets pulled to Miami because it was that Miami pulled him and wanted him down there. So Mario Cristobal had, had made, I mean, there was, they've got talent. They've got guys there. So it's not like you're coming into a bad situation. Uh, lost some guys in the NFL. And Dan has done a pretty, pretty great job at the transfer portal. I mean, they, they've got some guys that they've pulled in. They've pulled in a good bit of talent. The problem is, is that talent going to have the cohesion that you need coming into a game like this. I mean, you're you're pretty much going into an away environment without a doubt. I mean, 100% an away environment first game of the season against the defending national champions that I'm not tooting our own horn here, but we have we lost a lot, but we have a lot to back that up. And we had and all and and pretty much all the guys that are going to be starting this game saw significant snaps last season. I mean, they, it was not. It's not like we've got guys that have not seen the field that are going to be playing in this game on the defensive side of the ball. And a lot of these guys, all these guys, have seen Bo Nix. A lot of these guys know Dan Lanning. They know what this guy's about. 
and 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 so there's a mental game here of to me it's, it's coming down to identity early do you know what you're about and do you know what you're going to be able to do from from the get uh, against a because either way you shake it Oregon is still you you've got you've got premier talent yeah. and you're, you're you're pulling like you, like you just said premier talent from California they're one of the premier West Coast teams they're they're going to have guys that can play are they the guys that could play consistently week in and week out in the SEC that's up for debate and and we will see some of that here this right. weekend but to me there's an identity piece here of a lot of the guys that you mentioned uh six pack or eight pack meme abs and all this kind of stuff. Just, and, and, just I mean, just an absurd human being. I mean, he. But at the same time, you got to play the game just like everybody else. So it's it's one of those right. things that it's one of those things that we are um, we we've got the guys, and and I think they have. I truly feel like they're they're going to be better prepared than than we realize. That doesn't mean I don't think that we can establish our dominance early, especially on the line of scrimmage, which is really where, to me, this game is going to be decided. Because I've, if we get Bone Nix running, it's my favorite thing to watch. Yeah. <laughs> Him on the run is just – it's music to my ears. Every time he every time he has to roll out of the pocket, I'm just like, this is going to be great. <laughs> and so it's – it's one of those things that I'm, I'm, I'm can, if we can contain him, but then also be able to get pressure. They've got a lot of guys returning on the offensive line. I think their whole offensive line is returning, or something along those lines. And so for us, it's to me, it's kind of a line of scrimmage game. Who can, who can dictate that well enough? Because talking about running backs, we're we are superior in the running back department. Um, yeah. I feel I feel confident about that. We're conf, we're superior in the quarterback department. Uh, and so really, it's going to be about what can we do controlling that line of scrimmage to say when it gets down to, when we get down to halftime and we start running and we can run, can we run the ball in the third quarter in the fourth quarter and be able to just we're going to dominate our drives we're going to have these seven to to 15 play drives that are just going to just going to just tear you apart down the field we're going to be running the ball and be able to to to, to move those chains and and not allow them to do what they want to do yeah. and uh and so from from my perspective, that that line of scrimmage is, is really what's good. I mean that dictates every game. But when you're talking about one of these early games of the season, we saw it last year. We saw it against Clemson. We we dominated. <laughs> we absolutely dominated the line of scrimmage yeah. of that game, and and, and really truly on both sides of the ball. I mean, we couldn't score. We couldn't put up points. Their defense kind of kept us at bay, but we were able to keep. We were able to keep the the, the control of the field. Uh, we were able to control. Uh, where where the ball was was at and um, and so that's kind of where I'm at and as we control that line of scrimmage, especially on the defensive side, I I feel very confident. Yeah, you you, you brought up a really good point about you know the transfer portal and 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 um, you know Dan Lanning has done. I mean I I've seen some of these guys that he's brought in. I think he brought in a couple of defensive backs and and a couple of offensive players that that might make a difference and um, you know. The thing is, I look at our team this year, and not a single transfer portal guy is going to be a first-year guy that's going to be potentially a contributor. I mean, you know, of course, you've, you've got the Tyke Smiths and all that, and obviously last year we had one guy, we had Darian Kendrick, who was a, a obviously a, a great contributor for our team. Um, but this year is going to be all guys that have been in this system for at least – at least a year prior to, the, and and I think that continuity 
and familiarity with this team is, is going to be big, especially on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, obviously the offensive side of the ball is very different. you got guys – I mean, there's a reason that, you know, Alabama keeps on making these excuses and uh, about like, oh, we lost our best two receivers and all that stuff. And it's like, well, I don't, I'm sorry, but there's a reason that we had two true freshmen and one redshirt freshman score touchdowns against you all in the national championship. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> And so, I, I give give me give me a guy like A.D. Mitchell, who who's going to come in, and that's a, that receiver. It's such a I don't want to say it's a replaceable position, but that's a position that a guy that's young can come in, and all he's going to do is learn routes and be able to block, and like, and I, I I'm sorry I know that sounds like it's like you know I'm I'm minimizing what what their responsibility is for the offense but it's it's way more simple for than you know a guy who's going to come in and, and be quarterback obviously but also like the entire offensive line is way more complicated than that and then also the running back position is way more complicated so i mean you're really dealing with the least complicated position on the offensive side of the ball and and i may be wrong there but i i feel pretty comfortable saying that but so all that is to say you know, we got guys that have been in the system, and we, we're not depending on the transfer portal. They got guys, like you said, that you know may, may be coming in, and maybe they're going to be missing a beat because they haven't been in the system for a while. Uh, they also lost a guy. They lost their leading rusher, I think. Uh, it, it was either their leading rusher or let – me, let me check on this real quick. Yeah, Travis Dye. He, he transferred to USC. So And he had 1,200 yards last year, almost 13. So – you lose your leading rusher, and then your next leading rusher is your quarterback last year. I'm looking at this. So their quarterback had 658, Anthony Brown. He's the guy that transferred there from Boston College last year. Um, and then the fourth leading rusher on the team is C.J. Verdell. I think he's considered to be – no, sorry, he's another guy who left. So Byron Card- Cardwell is their, their returning leading rusher with 417 and three touchdowns. So – I don't know. You can put, you can put, I think that's going to be the big thing is that our offensive line is not going to miss a beat. This is the same offensive line that played Alabama last year. Minus our our guard situation is obviously very different. And I think we, we, so just, I don't know if you've read this or not, but so it sounds like Tate Radlich is okay. And he's, I think he's slated to start uh, in the right guard position. Apparently trust has got that left guard position right now. Don't think that's going to last long. I don't feel comfortable with it. I'm scared that it's going to end up being a liability. Um, but let's see what he does. Let's see how he does. Because, I mean, we got, I think Devin Willick is the next man in on that side. And so maybe maybe it's going to end up being Devin. I don't know. Um, but give me give me our front five plus our just stupid good tight end room versus their front side of the ball any day of the week. And I think Stetson... We haven't even mentioned Stetson. I mean, the the obviously he's so comfortable in the system right now. I just feel so good on that side of the ball, and I and I hate to feel that good. I hate to feel this comfortable going into a game, Chancy. But I but I but I do, and and it's just all this confidence is. I don't know if it's just because I got this natty that's just still lifting me up. But man, it it feels good. Also, do not start crapping on Bo Nix without me. Okay, I want to be in on that. <laughs> 
We had it, I still haven't brought his ass up. I know. I'm. I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Well, I'm trying to. I'm trying to be. You know. I'm trying to be educational here. We need to yeah, you, just you, put you out do, some knowledge. You're doing a great job. You're doing a great job, and I'm proud of you. I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna leave. I, I do want to. I, I want to. Before I kind of give my little spiel here, I, I do want to say that she created the most elaborate pregame <laughs> summary. Like normally, we just have a few bullet points, things that we go off of. I pulled this up on my laptop and I'm like my god this is intense and I was just looking at all the there's pictures and links and tables and all this stuff I'm like holy cow this is incredible Pat, so I'm going to leave giving me way too much credit <laughs> well compared I to where we normally logos at, at the this top and great. he got excited <laughs> <laughs> I mean it was a lot to, to take in early on but yeah. needless to say yeah if you're looking at our offense and and, and you, you kind of you brought a lot of that up Superior running back room. I mean, I, I would put our running back room against anybody in the country, just top to bottom in terms of volume of talent and, and just who all we've got there and experience. And and, and your your guy Kenny is gonna he's gonna have a hell of a season. I mean, I just feel good about it. He's my guy. He's Ken, my guy. Kendall Kendall, I, I have been big on since the beginning. If the guy can just stay freaking healthy, that I just I, I truly yep. feel like he is he's the talent. He, he is a true talent, and, and I just want him to stay healthy this season to be able to prove that and because and he, he can be a game changer for us, I mean, without a doubt. Receiver, you got – you mentioned AD and, and Kiaris. I mean, we, we have a lot of guys. We have guys coming back to that role. But just receiving across the board when you put pull the tight ends in there, I mean, my God, like Stetson has more he, – he actually has a full off season as the starting quarterback. So he hasn't had he has not had an off season as the guy zero zero no. time he no. he got a full he got a full camp so everything that you saw last season a national championship winning season when's the last time I mean I guess you can use like but not 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 even Joe Burrow because Joe Burrow had his season before he um, look at how many how many who who had one off season camp prior being the guy or or whatever the case was I, I mean. And but not being the starting, not knowing that they were going to be the starting guy coming into all this anyway, to, to win the national championship. But I, I just he's got he's having a full off season, being the number me and the starting quarterback, and having all his receivers, all his tight ends. There's no question who the guy's going to be. It's yeah. Stetson, and and that to me gives him just seeing him. The memes that he has started over this 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 camp and just how comfortable he's being, I don't think he's going to be too comfortable. Obviously, a lot of that was put on top of him, but he has been him being he him being able to build the chemistry with this with these guys. That's he did it without being the guy. I mean, so to, to me that that speaks volumes, and that's what gets me excited of being in Munkin's scheme for a full season. And now we get to construct the scheme around Stetson's talents around what Stetson knows, and then we get to put the stupid talent that we have at tight end and really the stupid talent we've got at receiver around Stetson and what he's capable of doing and putting our offense around his, his speed and, and his legs and um, and then having that premier uh, running backs. I, I mean, from an offensive, offensive perspective, I, I, th- I think we're going to be able to put up points pretty well if we can hit the ground running and so that gives me some confidence for sure going into what we're what we're doing on that side of the ball I think our offense this year is going to be special I really do and I think a lot of people anticipated that with with what we have coming back in the wide receiving group and 
and obviously the tight end room is is incredible. I think everybody is pretty used to the the Georgia running back room being we're just we're just stacking them up, man. And and guys can sub in. We're not gonna miss a beat, kind of thing. And and you can get guys. I mean, you can move. Like I said, you can move a tight end back there if you need to. I mean, Lad McConkey might be okay back there. You never know. Uh, I don't know about that. A um, little undersized. But that is all to say, Chancey. I mean, Bo Nix sucks. And and I'm going to get into this because I'm tired of beating around the bush. Bo Nix is, is, is the poor man's Johnny Manziel. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Um, we're, we we have uh, I, I put together this is what Chancey was referencing mostly uh, in our outline here. I put together his his numbers over the last three years against us. You know, obviously whenever he was at Auburn and uh, and, and in twenty nineteen, you know we were up twenty one to nothing against them late in the third quarter, maybe the start of the fourth quarter, and then they scored two touchdowns unanswered, and so that game was a lot closer than. You know, we were really anticipating it being at that point. Now, that is all to say, he scored a rushing touchdown in that game, and he scored a passing touchdown game uh, in that game uh, against us. Um, he has scored zero touchdowns against us since that game in 2019, uh, so three years ago. And I'm uh, I'm not anticipating him doing much better here. I, I think what he's going to lean on here. Is that he's going to have to be the guy? Like whenever he was at Auburn last year, obviously Bigsby, Cartavius Bigsby, he's a his name his nickname is Tank. He is literally a tank. I mean that guy's he he's a stud. He's a great running back. Uh, Auburn's going to be a dumpster fire this year, but he will be. <laughs> they're going to be so bad, but he will be. He is he is still premier running back in that team. Now. Bo Nix is one of those guys that got overhyped from the beginning and stayed overhyped and then never lived up to expectations. I just want to run through. So since uh, so in the three games that we played him, obviously this is counting the one game that he came kind of close, a.k.a. within a touchdown and an extra point of tying us. Uh, this is including the last three games. I mean, he's he's averaged 55, uh, almost 50 per, 56% completion percentage. He has one total touchdown. Uh, he has had two interceptions over the last two games, zero touchdowns. Obviously, let's go back to that point. His passer rating was 96 average over the last three games. Obviously, terrible. Less than 100 is not great. Uh, and then he also is, is the, people have this expectation that he's a runner. I don't know that one play against LSU last year where he, and they ended up winning the damn football game because of this, but where he scrambles for like 20 seconds and then finally hits Jake Fromm's brother in the back of the end zone. I about puked, man. I was watching that game. I was like, please, for the love of God, somebody, Waterboy on the sideline, somebody tackled this guy. But he's averaged. He had 16. He had negative 16 rushing yards against us last year, but he's averaged. And this is including 42 yards in the first game that he played us in 2019. He averaged 11.3 rushing yards uh, per game. So not exactly a a huge threat there. Again, I just want to reiterate, he has not scored a touchdown against us since 2019. Bo Nix is not a threat. He's he's, he's one of the – now, he had some drops last year. Uh, I'm sorry. There were some guys that dropped balls last year. We were – we thank them. We thank them for doing that. 
But the guy just is not. He's not a premier quarterback. I don't care how much he runs around in the backfield. And they're going to sit here and tell us, now they have a, a, a veteran offensive line. That veteran offensive line still let up so much pressure against Utah. I mean, they, they, they let they let Utah. Utah scored 38 points against them two weeks in a row. Or essentially within two weeks last year, 38 points, and they scored seven and ten points. I'm just – that offense is just – and Anthony Brown is way more mobile of a quarterback than, than Bo Nix is. So what, what's going to change there, Chancey? I don't know. It's either their defense magically gets significantly better. With, like Justin Flo has been hurt, whatever, nagging injuries. But unless their defense gets just dramatically better and their offense is like – so they lost their returning best returning running back or their leading leading running back. And I think they lost their leading receiver, I believe. I mean, their leading receiver coming back had, like, I think 400 yards last year. He's actually pretty solid. What's his name? I need to look it up. Uh, Chris Chris Hudson. He's pretty solid. Slot guy. Um, I remember watching him a little bit last year. Pretty solid guy. Other than that, what weapons do they have on the offense? I really I don't know. I, just, I feel so – if you match Keeley on their best guy and have – there's just nothing. Nothing I feel good about their, their them having an advantage in. That's the best way to put it. Well, they beat Ohio State last year, Chi. That's supposed to that's supposed to cover all the blemishes of getting how, beat how by do you Utah go twice. Into Columbus, how do you? Yeah, that's a I, you know, that's a great point. And this is college football, man. I mean, this is the thing is we could be talking all this, and I could feel so confident as I do right now. I'm talking out my my butt right now about how confident I am, and it's college football, man. It's first first week of college football is the most unpredictable week of of uh, any sport ever. And um, so yeah, I mean maybe they maybe they'll surprise us a little bit, but I'm Dan Lanning is the only X factor they have in my opinion. That's the best well, way to put it. And, and I don't think that the closer as I've gotten into my mode this week, I, I'm I'm feeling great about what we're going to be able to produce and put on the field. But I I I've also thought more about Dan, and I've thought more about what he what he brings to the table, and yep. and I you have to say. That guy was on a national championship winning team last year. Was a critical piece of a national championship winning team last year. Not saying he's the guy that won the national championship, but he was a he was a crucial part of what we did to get that national championship. And so I think you you bring up a good point. Obviously, it's not going to be Bo Nix. It's not going to be it's not going to be one of these guys. But for for me, it's more of I'm not so much concerned about Oregon as I am about us. Are we going to be in the right place to be able to take care of business early on? Because, as you said, it's it's the first week of college football. Anything yeah. can happen. I mean, we didn't we didn't score an offensive touchdown in our first game last season. That was not what we anticipated. And then the next game, we scored fifty six points. Exactly. So it's Go just figure. I mean, and, and and obviously we were playing two completely different types of teams. But yeah. you you look, we're going into a neutral site. Just like last year, um, it's obviously going to be heavy us, so it's going to be a home game for us. But we're going into a neutral site, playing a team we know zero about. I mean, because even if you even if you factor Dan into this, we don't know his philosophy as a head coach. We don't. He doesn't. He's learning his team, so he's. You kind of think about it too. This is his version of of Kirby's twenty sixteen team. Yep. Not a great team. Yeah, no, that's a great. That's a, good, a great point. A good, a good, a lot of talent. 
not exactly great. Didn't end up being uh, obviously not our best season. Still ended up being a good season, which I feel like Oregon can will still have a successful season in the Pac-12. But for me, it's more about do we shoot ourselves in the foot? Do we come out because we had games last season, heavy penalties, not clean. Like just because we ended up, if you look at the score, if you look at our our scores last game last season, I mean. The scores look great, but we had a few games. It's like, what the hell were we doing? I mean, it was just we we look at we were not clean in the yeah. first half of a lot of games. First, first half against Florida, and obviously until the last three minutes or so. But yeah, yeah I mean yeah. that's that's the first thing that came to mind. And, and so you have to be you have to be cognizant of that. That's my biggest worry. My biggest worry is us. Are we going to be flat footed? And the nice thing, and the the one nice part of that is the NFL cleaned house and took all of our guys away. <laughs> and so if you're if you're looking at it from from that mindset of none of these guys are really proven and so you have guys that still have a lot to prove that are proving their spot to say just because we won a national championship last season am I going to get drafted because of last season absolutely not and so we've got a ton of guys that have a lot to prove so to me there's it's where we're at as a team I feel confident about where I I, I feel good. I have a good vibe going, and then, but that's never. That doesn't mean that means literally nothing. <laughs> the, my my how I feel about this means absolutely nothing because I have felt yeah. good to turn around and then have my heart ripped out. Uh, and, and so I last year I, I made me a little immune to that, um, with the SEC championship being a blip on the radar. But um, there's the chance that we come out in this game flat-footed and just don't and don't show up. And uh, that, that that's always a that's always a chance, and so I, I I lean more towards the side that that doesn't happen, but it's still a possibility. And, and you've got because like I said, Oregon has a lot. They've got a lot to play for. They have they have they they have almost not the, so much the bragging rights, but I mean they have the bragging rights. But they have a lot to prove to say we belong in this conversation of being a premier team in college football. And are we going to be in the I mean the college football playoff talks and things like that? They're trying to fight for that spot. Whether they belong in that is a different conversation. Are we going to allow them to be in that conversation? So, my mind when when I kind of get excited and like you're saying I'm riding that national championship high, I kind of come back down to earth and it's like, are we going to be able to bounce back from this not having been in this position since? Herschel Walker, <laughs> and so we don't have a lot of experience being in this role, uh, but that's kind of where I'm at. Is or can we drop the ball coming off of that national championship? Yeah, and you uh, you know just as well as I do, um, Dan Marino he screwed up our uh, he screwed up our, our chances at uh, a repeat, um, and so I'm um, yeah, man, that's. It's just one of those things that I I feel like what you what you said earlier about how this this team is just not going to be it's not going to be the unfocused team I don't think by any means but you're right it's like can we be the team that's going to be um, just on that gear of okay like I I have completely forgotten about the national you know let's just completely just that is completely in the past I have nothing but unproven road and ahead of me and if we can get in that mode I think we have a good chance of, of just at least running the table in the regular season now this Alabama team this year you know well just as well as I do this Alabama team this year is just 
just incredibly good. And obviously, we play them in the national championship, so it's uh, you know, we we know that they were a good football team, but this this team returns a lot of talent, and they also are are just they're just Alabama, man. And it's just I don't I, I hate it because the thing is Texas A and M, you know. I love that they suck, but you know I, I hope they win eight <laughs> games this year. But uh, you know our our, our good friend uh, Tyler Sanye just you know he's he's ingrained in me the hatred for that team and <laughs> and uh, so that you know the whole eight and four thing is just a lot of fun. But like I just wish to goodness that somebody in the West would just kind of at least put some pressure on them because it's been a while. I feel like I I mean obviously LSU won it that one year but you know you take out that year and especially like alabama's been been the team in the west for past i don't know six seven seasons um we this game going back to oregon what we need is a heavy dose of of running the football Uh, i know that's something that we talk about literally every freaking podcast um but i it's i i truly mean it because this is a this is a defense that so that's what utah did against them I mean, Utah did really – I mean, and they're running West Coast offense, don't get me wrong. But Utah did a really good job of – I mean, I watched that um, Pac-12 championship game uh, a pretty good bit of it because I think I think it was on Friday night. It's traditionally on pr- Friday night. What else am I going to do? You know, I watch college football during college football season. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, and, uh, you know, that's, that's when I realized that Utah, this Oregon team has – they do have holes, man, and and regardless of what Mario Cristobal was able to do while they were there, I mean, it's not like you're working with talent. Alabama's recruiting, and so is Georgia, is recruiting California. I mean, we Brock Bowers and and and, and uh, Kendall Milton are both from California, and then you got Keely Ringo's from Arizona. Uh, we're recruiting from Texas. We're recruiting from obviously the the entire southeast we're getting guys from northeast georgia i mean northeast georgia northeast you know from the northeast uh and uh, basically the only place we're not really pulling guys from is midwest and that's fine because you know that's all the big 10 that they can have those guys but all that is to say it's just it's just I, going back to what i said earlier is this is not quite the teams that we saw growing up at Oregon or in college, while we we're you know watching Oregon, I mean they played in they played in the national championship against Ohio State, you know, and they played against uh, they played in the national championship against uh, against Auburn. Did they play? They played against Ohio State that year when they yeah because they beat Alabama and they got in. So I'm just you know this is just a team that's just not quite where they used to be. I think Dan Lanning might get them to the place, but it's like you said. I think you put it very well. This is the 2016 season for Dan Lanning. You know, like Kirby Smart, but for Dan Lanning. Um, man, I'm excited to see. I think that, what did I, what did I put on here? There's something I wanted to bring up. I think the biggest advantage, obviously, is, is our running running game, but also our front seven on the defensive side of the ball, I think is going to be great. I'm still very concerned about that other defensive end slash defensive tackle position. I think Tyrion uh, Ingram Dawkins is the guy who apparently is going to get the most reps there. Uh, Zion Logue I feel comfortable with, and obviously Jalen Carter is an All-American. Um, but that opposite side of the ball, we got to make sure somebody is going to shore that up because, I mean, otherwise that's really the only – I mean, Dumas Johnson, we know what he's capable of. Smiles got some really good reviews coming out of camp. And then obviously I'm not concerned about our outside linebackers. You know, you got Nolan and you got Bill. Uh, and then also on the outside you got uh, – 
Keely and, and 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 also we hadn't even talked about this. Kamari Lasseter apparently has shored up the uh, the other side of the ball. So Chris Smith, Dan Jackson, then you might get David David Daniels in the back. Who knows if Tyke Smith's going to be available? And then obviously uh, nobody's even talked about William Poole, who had a really really good playoff. So uh, man, all across the board, I feel so comfortable with our offense, and I I, I want to feel comfortable with our defense, but I need to see a game to see where these guys fill in. Talent's not our problem. No, Ta- talent's not our problem. It's it's no. finding and the, the 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 word that was used all last season connection. That I mean, as much as that's cliche and and whatever you want to say, that is what won us a national championship last year. Is how connected our team was and how they knew each other. Uh, we're not going to have that same level, but if we can get close to that in terms of this guy being in the right spot, putting the right guy in the right spot to maximize his potential and to maximize the guys around him. That's what we're hunting. And, and I think talent's not we, – we don't have a lack of talent. We've got talent all over the – this is not what we used to have uh, growing up, and um, we're, we're more of in that reload phase. And so for us, it's about Kirby and Glenn Schumann and, and, and Will Muschamp. Are they putting these guys in the right spot to be able to succeed early and, and be able to put them in a spot where they are comfortable? So – yeah. I'm not worried about if we've got to make a raw talent play. I feel good about that. It's to me, it's are we putting the right guy in the right place to 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 see to see the success that we want to early on? Because it's about early, this first part of the season. It's about making the fewest mistakes. Like when we were playing Clemson, it's it. just it's just about don't let don't let the guy get past you. Don't let the deep ball happen. Don't let the big play happen. That's the big thing against the big play happen. Just just keep the guy in front of you. If we can keep if we can keep them if they get in the red zone, that's fine. We did that against Alabama all the national championship game. They got in the red zone multiple times. They kicked field goals. I mean, it mm-hmm. was that that was what you do. You just don't screw up. If you don't screw up in the first game of the season, you win them. I mean, it's just as simple as that. So for us, if we on the defensive side of the ball can keep the guys in front of us and not not let them uh, have the big play, I feel a lot better, and, and that's where I feel like we can get we can get lost. And I don't know if they've got the guys to make the big plays on us, and that's where I I, I feel like if we are going to be successful, it's going to because be because we're handling the line of scrimmage and stopping them from making just don't do stupid stuff. Don't have big penalties on third down. Don't do things that just you you lose anything that keeps you from losing momentum. The the big thing for us is if it's a back and forth game, I feel great. Just like yeah. Clemson, back and forth, but we're bigger and stronger than you. So it's well, like like what it, you just said against Clemson. What was the difference there? Is we made one less mistake than they did mm-hmm. because they were driving. We were up three to nothing and they were driving. And if they score a touchdown right there, they go up. But they threw a pick, pick six, take it back the other way. <laughs> so that to to me, that's that that's really that's really seals the deal. And then we we found our identity. But you, but you still looked at that game, and you know, and even I felt this way. I felt like we had the momentum. I felt yeah. like we controlled that game. You control field position. You control the key aspects of that. We did that this game, especially on a neutral site. Air quotes. Doing this at, at a basically a home game, you got to feel good. I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be a raucous environment. It's gonna be guys coming off of a uh, we're gonna have a national championship crowd uh, in, in Atlanta compared to to what Oregon's gonna have, and I, I think Oregon's gonna show up because it's easy to get into Atlanta. They're gonna do all that stuff, but it, 
that that's not going to be a problem for us. For so um so anyway, uh, is there to, a direct flight from Oregon from um what Portland? Would it be out of Portland to Atlanta? I don't know how many people actually care about Oregon football. So it and there may be there may be a bunch of them. There might not be I, many of them. I'm, so I'm, I am curious because it's. I mean, I'm sorry, but it's at least at the very least going to be 65 percent dogs. Oh God, yeah. For sure. Probably closer to 80. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, that's – you bring up a lot of good points there, Chance. And, um, man, bottom line is this is one of those games that I feel like this is this is just as much of a statement. This game is just as much of a statement as the Clemson game last year and the national – and obviously the, the ramifications of winning the national championship are a little bit different. But – you can't just go and win a national champion. If you want to be Alabama and be in that upper echelon or the, you know, Alabamas and the Ohio States, I mean, I think this uh, preseason poll was very telling on, on where they still see our program. It's like, well, you're not quite on Alabama or Ohio State's level because this was the most, I mean, top to bottom, you look at this top 10, it literally was like, this is not a ranking of like how we see your team coming into the season. It's like, this is like, historically how good are like are you actually in this tier of 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 college football and um you know of course there were some some teams that were overrated in that sense but yeah it make it made it makes complete sense so are we going to be if we are going to be expected to be like Alabama or like Ohio State we have to come back and make a statement in our first you know neutral site uh so I think it's very important for for Kirby Kirby's already proven. I mean, we've won national championship, Peach Bowl, Rose Bowl, Sugar Bowl. Like, you know, he doesn't, you know, in, in a lot of people's eyes, he doesn't have anything to prove. But in Kirby's eyes, he has everything. Like, he he's, he's, he's comes from that same tree, Nick Saban, you know, and he's just, man, he's like, all right, well, last year doesn't matter. I forgot all about that. What are you talking about? Let's go. So, I'm happy that we have him at the helm. I'm happy that we've got the guys that we do. I think we're. I'm just super comfortable with Stetson at the helm, and man, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun ride. I'm excited. This is gonna be the most. This is the weird because I think coming in the most seasons we're sitting here talking about like what's wrong, like this is bad, this is where are we weak, like this sucks, like oh gosh, and now we're just like sitting here thinking like, is there a bad spot? Like are we weak somewhere? And. Uh, it's a good feeling, man. I'm excited. This this game's gonna be fun. I think come Saturday, you know, I'm gonna wake up on Saturday and I'm gonna be just absolutely still nervous as hell. And and uh, but you know, it's right now. I just feel good, and I'm gonna I'm gonna keep this up until till Saturday. Well, uh, like I told you, we're we're driving up to Athens Friday Friday afternoon, and then we are gonna be headed to Atlanta early Saturday morning and uh, doing a little bit of tailgating before. So we will, I will be at the game and I will be repping us there and, and making sure that I'm losing my voice. And uh, I've been, it's, it's been a while since uh, we've been screaming in Indianapolis. So I've got to, uh, which is kind of a crazy thing to say, but, uh, but it's, I haven't screamed at a, at a football game since that moment. So <laughs> I just got chills thinking about that. Because, you know, we're, you, know, you, me, and your cousin, and my brother, and Keely Ringo intercepts the pass, and we didn't even know that guy was running the ball back. We were just like, <laughs> we had dogpiled, and we were crying, and, and it was just, just a special moment, and 
you're right, man. Let's uh, let's get back into it. This is this is the start of a new year. I'm excited about it, and I, I will be watching it from the lake. Unfortunately, we'll not be there, but you know, I I'm gonna let you bring some more mojo back to to the Mercedes Benz because Lord knows that I haven't had it since we won the SEC championship in 2017. So. Uh, let I'll let you rekindle that, and then maybe I'll see you back there in December. How about that? Yeah, we'll we'll give that a shot. But I really didn't need you to bring that up. But uh, but we'll just we'll go we'll go with that. But uh, <laughs> hey, man, it, it, it's going to be fun. I'm excited to do this. Yeah, brother, go dogs! Dogs on time. <laughs>